Welcome to our Meet the Teacher podcast, information for incoming students, parents, guardians, and school counselors to learn more about our award-winning programs at Pima JTED, Career and Technical Education School District. I'm your host, Greg Deanna, and today we are walking into the Healthcare Foundations classroom at our JTED at Masterpieces campus to meet instructor Mr. Robert Nimick. Mr. Nimick, hello. How are you? I'm good, Mr. Deanna. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Let's just jump right into it. When I look at the JTED program guide and check out the JTED website, I notice that it says Healthcare Foundations is the prerequisite for all the healthcare pathways. Why is it so important for students to take Healthcare Foundations first? So I'm like the precursor. I'm the prereq, but it's more than just that. I primarily have juniors that are walking into my classroom. It's just to give them a feel as to what to expect maybe that first year, and then really if it's something that they want to expand on going into their senior pathway. Okay, and what is the curriculum like? What do students learn in your class? Okay, so, you know, whenever I'm talking to parents, a lot of times um, they they look at it as like a regular high school class, and we are a CTE program. And so the key is, is trying to get our students ready for industry. And having come from industry is that I bring in my professionalism, I bring in what I know as a hiring manager, and then also from the healthcare background is that trying to get the students to start focusing on something that they may have a great love for and interest as far as a career goes. So from day one, walking in the classroom, and I tell this to all my parents and everybody I meet, they are no longer kids. I consider them to be young professionals, and I treat them as such. So that means that they have to be on time. That means that they have a dress code. That means that there is a, a, a part of our class that it's our etiquette that you know, we have to follow, the fundamentals of professionalism, um, getting along with each other. Because I have students who are coming from all across Tucson. I mean, as far as Valencia that come to our programs, and then going all the way up to uh, Mountain View, Ironwood. So you know everybody is in a room, and they don't know each other. So we have to get to want know each other. So it's the meet and greets. And then as it from day one, as we start working through our first semester, it really builds. Because, of course, everybody walks into the classroom, what's the first thing? Even as adults, we're so shy. We don't want to talk to each other. Well, guess what? In healthcare, we have to. We have to communicate with our patients, with our coworkers, with the family members, the physicians. I mean, you name it, we have to be able to communicate. So, you know, trying to get that going at an early stage, and then it sets them up really not just for their senior pathway because – all my fellow instructors that I work with, they just build right on top of that. And then, you know, when we look at our progress as far as our students, I have students who are going after their master's right now. They're going into grad school. You know, they are RNs. They're working on their BSNs. So, you know, and that's just within the last three years, you know, that students have come out of our um, our programs. And talking about that, professionalism. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the dress code. So, you know, it it sounds so funny, but when we listen to our industry partners, the hardest thing is is that getting people to show up to work and dressed appropriately. So the thing is that we have a uniform. Ours are navy blue scrubs. So the expectation is that they have to purchase their scrubs. They have to wear them. They have to wear them on a daily, um, uh, the schedule that we have is two days a week. But They have to come in. They have to be well-groomed. All my young men, all my young ladies, it doesn't matter. So hair has to be up off of the shoulders, earrings specifically, no tattoos showing, 
Uh, again, even nails, because nails can cause infection. They just didn't realize to what degree. So we go through all that, and every day that they're, even right now, with us being online, believe it or not, my students still adhere to our dress code. It is a requirement, because I lead by example. I expect them to lead by example for future students and also our community. So they do. It is the funniest thing, because I always tell them I'm saving them money on their nails, because those things are 60 to $80 and they do they they keep them uh cut short um no acrylics things of that nature their hair is up the uh, makeup it's minimal because we try not to draw attention to ourselves it's about our patients so you know they do a really good job but it takes them a, a minute because not everybody's used to that especially you know today in their high schools and society in general Sure, but that's something you speak about working in industry. Um, how important does industry view those safeguards? It's not only to protect, uh, I guess, the reputation and, and trust of the institution, but also the health of the patient. Well, and, and the thing is, is that I look at my students, they are a brand. They're not just a brand. They, they, they brand themselves. Then it's our team. And then it's JTED. And then it's whatever they choose as far as their future goes. So in industry, we know that, you know, certain um, areas that we study, you can wear jeans, you can wear a T-shirt. But in others, you have to wear a suit or, you you know, a business attire, depending on what you're doing. What are What is it that you're selling? So in our case is that we're structured based on the medical care. So the hospitals, the clinics and everything else. So their uniforms are scrubs. But we keep it keep it uniform. So the thing is that we don't get to wear the teddy bears and we don't get to wear the, you know, the dogs and everything else. But that'll come in time. That's something you earn. Okay. <laughs> and what other equipment or um, apparel might students need, like uh, regarding footwear or uh, things of that nature? They need closed-toed shoes. So we try to stay away from the Uggs, the sandals, no matter how fancy they are. Uh, the other thing is, is that... Uh, the, uh, it's required that we have a wristwatch because when we start doing their skills, um, we do ask that the students try to purchase their own stethoscope and blood pressure cuff just so they can practice. Uh, but again, any one of those items that students are having trouble with, we have a foundation that we can help. That is not an issue. So that's not one of those things that the students say, well, I can't get this. No, you know what? It's okay. I'll get it for you. Right. It, it, we got this. <laughs> and so the student can just quietly mention that to oh. you or one of our counselors, correct? Oh, definitely. Yes. The, you know, and that's the thing is that we're there to help them in every way that we possibly can. And let's get back to the curriculum. Um, as I enter your program, uh, may not have any medical background or knowledge. And by the time I leave the program, what areas am I feeling confident in and what maybe clinical skills? Do I have any clinical skills yet? So what I try to do is that I try to talk to all the senior pathways. So then that way, not everything that they're walking into their senior year is Greek to them. So I try to incorporate just a little bit. I can't incorporate it all because then, you know, again, I'm the junior, uh, you know, the junior um, piece of this, the pre sure, the starting point. Right. So what they come out with is that one is that when we talk about healthcare, is that the skill basis is that they can do anything from taking vitals, vitals being temperature, pulse, respiration, blood pressure, and actually feeling comfortable with it. Uh, also taking heightened weight. Then on top of that is that uh, being able to put on proper PPE as far as gloves, gowns, masks. And, you know, right now with the, you know, our current situation is that that is have so much importance to um, our day to day. 
the other thing is that just introducing some other things that they may see, like if they're going to see it in LNA or an MA. LNA being that, you know, we have patients who are in the bed, uh, people who need to be transferred, things of that nature. Not really getting into the skill sets, but just giving them enough to see, kind of see that. MA being that we do talk about phlebotomy because when we start talking, I don't get to um, actually perform it with them. But the thing is that we do have a discussion and we talk about everything else that we possibly can as far as my background and then also what I know that they're going to need. Um, currently, I, uh, if you want me to, I can go into the, um, you know, as far as sure. their uh, dual enrollment and stuff. So not only do we have our lectures, but we have our skills. So, you know, we, we talk about it. Um, the other thing is that we perform it. They have to practice it. It's a must. Um, and then the skill sets are really more pass or fail. But I can tell you, it is more pass because if somebody's lacking something, that just means that I need to work with them more. And I'm very fortunate. I have a lab assistant that works really great with my students. So, you know, both of us working with them one on one. Uh, on top of that is that so they're getting college credit through Pima Community College. They get dual enrollment. So they're receiving what's called Health Information Technology 105 and 108. And that's really just the fundamentals. We're talking like systems. We're talking about how to uh, actually write a resume. Right now we're talking about cover letters and resumes and references because a lot of young people just don't know because they haven't had to apply for a job yet. So we go into all that. And we go into the medical piece, the systems, you know, we break them down. And then how does this really affect us? Because one thing is reading in the book, but then also, you know, we're bombarded by all these commercials on TV and right now day to day. So what does that mean? And so what's the relevance? So all I do is I try to put all that together and somehow or another between uh, August and May is that, you know, right now we're applying for our senior pathways and I have a, you know, right now I have 83 strong. Um, they are looking at continuing in various programs, and that's all I can ask for. And really, it is them doing the job. Me just kind of, here's a stepping stone, here's a stepping stone, but they have to take it and they have to build on it. So that's where we're currently at. And you mentioned a critical area is that as students take your program, the idea of the program is to open students' eyes to the different healthcare pathways. Let's talk about those a little bit more and how you might help guide students, because Students have different strengths and weaknesses and different likes and dislikes. Um, let's talk about some of the healthcare pathways. Uh, do you, which ones uh, does your program lead into? Okay, so uh, we have LNA, we have MA, we have uh, physical therapy tech. We also have, um, let's see, I, always, I, I apologize, but, you know, it's PAC, and it kind of comes and goes depending on the year. So that's our... Um, assistant caregiver or patient, I believe it's patient assistant caregiver. Correct. And, you know, now we have, uh, we're starting up a farm tech program. On top of that, we also have our health, is it, is it our health, no, comprehensive, health comprehensive. Comprehensive tech? healthcare technician. Yeah, I always get them mixed up because right. of the HIT. It's a brand new program. <laughs> right. And um, so, you know, what I try to do is that, if students have an interest in a certain area, is that help to expand that and say, okay, what will this lead you to? Um, in some cases, we have students who, you know, they want to be a very specific nurse. They want to be a very specific type of doctor. Well, guess what? It, any one of them is going to help them to establish at least a foundation. So, you know, it may not be exactly what they want to do, but it will help them in the long run. So, and the other thing is, is that, you know, 
uh, Mr. Yana, is that I've had students who, especially like last year, I had students who sat in my class and they're like, Mr. Nemec, you know, I'm not sure healthcare is my area, but I'm going to stick it out with you because I'm learning a lot. I'm like, great. I'm glad to hear that. So we have students who are actually in the engineering program right now who are in the aviation program. Um, so it varies, but I do believe that everything that I offer, it's more than just healthcare. It's, it, it'll help lead them to their career. Sure. And speaking of that, tell us about your background, how you got into medicine and the different things that you've done. Because uh, from what I know of you, you did not start out as a regular high school teacher. No, no. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I had a, an opportunity with JTED and uh, I, I took advantage of it. And fortunate for me, my background actually helped to um, present myself and to give something back to my students in the community. So all I can tell you is that my mom was a nurse and, you know, every day talking to her, you know, you, you sit there and you talk to your parents and you really don't understand what they're doing. Well, uh, I was very fortunate that um, I've served. Uh, I was a, actually in the United States Navy affiliated with the Marine Corps. I was a medic. So as a corpsman in the Navy and then transitioning over to a medic, it's really nice when I can sit down and have a conversation with my retired mother who was doing nursing for well over 30 years and actually understand for once what she's talking about. And then the other thing is that she helped to kind of guide me as to things that I should be doing, you know, things that really happen in the real world and prepare me. Um, I do come from a military family as well as my aunt being a nurse and so forth. So I took a lot of that and I've always been very fortunate that I've had good leadership. Um, the other thing is that taking all those spots, I've worked in blood banking. I've worked in various facilities as far as hospitals. Um, I'm kind of a, you know, we always talk about jack of trades. Uh -huh. I've been there, kind of done that. But you know what? It all comes together. And uh, that's exactly what I try to do. I try to pull what I have and I try to pour it into the students because, you know, some people, they're just in one area and that's fine. I just happen to be in about 20 different places at any given time. And you know what? I think they enjoy the stories. Sure. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I think that's so important. Uh, important aspect that we hear about JTED is that we don't hire teachers. We hire people from industry and we teach them to be teachers. Yes. And then you have students I know that come back and you mentioned them earlier that uh, are now earning, you know, master's degrees and things like that. And students come to you and, um, you know, stay in touch afterwards and say, hey, Mr. Nemec, this is what's going on in my life right now. Or, hey, I'm at a crossroads. Which way do you think I should go? How does that make you feel as an instructor? Well, you know, um, I always I always tell everybody that it's the students who do the work. And they're always like, well, you have a part in it. And I do have a part in it, but it really takes them and their responsibility and motivation and just taking the initiative. And it at Everybody has their own success rate at different times. It may not be immediately, but give them a couple years and they'll shine. So when they come back, I mean, I can tell you right now, I have second generation and I have third generation. I've had three sisters. I have the youngest sister who I met when she was in junior high and asking her if she was going to come to my program. So I've already had her sister who's actually going after her, um, got accepted to grad school. Her, sec her middle sister is now at the U of A. And then she is in my program as a junior and will be in our senior program next year. So that's just one. I have a second generation in another family. So, you know, it builds. And um, I'm, I'm, I can tell you this is that 
the trust of the family because they do. They trust us that we're going to give them something that their young students, their young professionals can use. And, you know, for the time that they come to see us, that's a lot of responsibility for us, you know, because they go all day at high school and then they choose to come to JTED. I, I, you know, that makes me very proud because the other thing is we need more healthcare in all areas. And the other thing is that good work ethic, which we hopefully we do instill in them is that it will show off. It'll show off in our community. It'll build Tucson and not just Tucson. It'll build Arizona because some of our students are moving out of the state and that's okay. So carry on, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and talking about that, so there's a multitude of paths that students can go into uh, with the background that they receive at JTED. And um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was with that level of professionalism that we send them out into the workforce, we hear from employers all the time that makes our students special. So tell us a little bit about the, the job opportunities that are out there in the healthcare profession. So I think what really separates us from just the average student is that they take their skills and they actually practice them. And then when they go out is that they're willing to do them on their own. And you and I had talked about this a little bit earlier is that, you know, it's not just knowing, but the other thing is that knowing how to work with our patients, it takes more than just doing a procedure. It takes the sympathy, it takes the empathy, it takes the compassion the bedside manner. We always talk about bedside manner. Some people have it. Some people have to learn it. It's okay. That's what we're here for. So, you know, when they get out there and they get that hands-on piece, the you see that um, our, the uh, individuals who are running the clinics and the uh, hospitals and so forth is that they're very impressed because it's the age. They look at them, they're going, how can a 17 or, you know, a 16, 17-year-old be so mature at this age? You know, because they're like, this isn't the norm. And then what happens is that they become a hiring body, which is great. And they need to continue with them. So, you know, it's just, it's a work in progress. It really is. You know, I'm the first step. And then we have our senior pathway instructors and then so forth. Well, excellent. We appreciate the experience that you share with our students. And also on behalf of everyone at JTED, we're always proud of our vets that are now serving our students. And thank you for serving our country. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here in the world as we know it today. So thank you for that. Is there anything else that you would like prospective students to know about your program? You know, the biggest thing is, is that come and give JTED a try. It really is. Give us an opportunity. Take it. It's not even us. You take the opportunity because we have so many different programs that are out there, not just healthcare. Healthcare can lead you down any pathway, but so can any others. So come out, um, look at our website, uh, come to our showcases, ask questions, don't be shy, and uh, give, us, give yourself that opportunity because we'd love to see you. Fantastic. And our website is www.pimajted.org. Make sure you check that out. This is your host, Greg Deanna. I want to thank you, Mr. Robert Nimick, for joining us today and our engineer, Michael Kanderis. We appreciate you listening to the Meet the Teacher podcast.